Greetings, Earthlings. I'm Jose Santana. And I'm Alexi, aka Apollo Black. And this is con- and this is consumed by TV. My bad, y'all. <laughs> Where you watch the breakdowns, the Easter egg hunts, and the analysis of each episode, etc. Today's episodes will be five and six, titled Advanced Criminal Law and Football, Feminism, and You. And this again is on Community. We are watching Community created by Dan Hammer, also the creator of Rick and Morty, Hammertown, and more. Did he create Solar Opposites, right? No, that's no. Uh, Justin Rowland. Oh, the co creator? Yes, the co creator. And welcome to the creating of episode three. Thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening today, uh, that's great. Thank you for finding us again. Thank you for choosing us to listen to for your uh, pop culture breakdowns of a uh, community by far right now. And we start episode five, and we've got Dean Pelton back this episode. Basically, he's over the PA talking about Luis Guzman and how they're going to reveal a statue for him. We get Dean, not Dean, Professor damn, Duncan. Drawing blanks here, bro. Duncan walking around in the background. And he's going to go and talk to Jeff about Britta. Well, he's not talking to Jeff about Britta. Uh, Duncan is... Interested in Britta. Is, is interested in Britta, so he uh, come, he uh, walks up to Jeff and asks, uh, "What's the deal with Britta, the blonde in the Spanish class with the you know the, the boots and the pouty lips?" And uh, Jeff is uh, like, "Why are you interested in her?" And he's like, "All right, do you see the girls that are interested in me? Me neither." <laughs> so uh, he wants to go after Britta as well, just like Jeff. What's what's he say that? Um, it, oh, is this susceptible to interference or something? Like, can he drive a wedge between them, basically? Yes. Oh, and previous to sabotage. But Jeff is still just trying to be Britta's friend, even though we all know he wants to be with Britta. That's basically their conversation. Then Abed walks by, looks back, so does Troy. But Abed says match, which is a metaphor to match the TV show. Uh, he says it to um, Jeff, because Jeff calls him a weird... A weird mix of somebody between the show. Uh, what was it? He he said, if you don't call me this person again, I won't call you that. A blimey uh, Englishman or something. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's like, mash. And they're currently, I'm assuming, Spanish class. They are in Spanish class. Right. But uh, this episode, uh, one of the subplots is a, a story between Abed and Troy, where uh, Abed doesn't really know sarcasm, and he doesn't really know when people are messing with him. So Troy makes up a bunch of like small little white lies to mess with Abed to uh, get him to like believe that one of the lies was like he's uh, President Obama's nephew. And then we got Jeff trying to get Britta's number because he realized the number that she gave him is a fake number and he's been having a month long a month long text conversation conversation with someone in Boulder. I think he said. I'm pretty sure that's what she says. Yeah. But um, we get Jeff, and then he makes, I mean, not Jeff, Chang, uh, Senior Chang, and he makes a joke about uh, how Cyber, uh, how Cyburns is always sitting there quietly, and Cyburns is like, I've always, I just want to be noticed. He goes, well, instead of shaving stars into your Cyburns, you could do something else. Shave your name, because it's Alex. Yeah, shave your name, because it's Alex. And then Chang's like, do you want to see your text grades? And they're all like, yeah. And then he's all like, no, because someone made a crib sheet to cheat. You know, if you don't know what a crib sheet is, is uh, it's a small uh, a small listing or a small piece of paper that you use that nobody else can find to have the answers for the test that you're about to take. And then he kind of stereotypes, well, not kind of, he does stereotype Shirley and Abed, calling them Jack A and what was it, Kumar? Yeah, Jack A and Kumar. Yep. And then he's basically threatening to give the whole class a zero if whoever cheated doesn't come forward tomorrow, 
except for Toby. Which is like one of the random most students. He's just only introduced <laughs> once, and he's Ever. not even introduced. He just his name is dropped, and he's like the kid that sits in the front of the class. Except for you, Toby. Yeah, that's that's literally about it. A little white little kid that sits in the front of the class, and he just touches his cheek ever so softly. And then we're back in the study room, and they're obviously sitting in the same order like always. We've got Jeff, Britta, Abed, Troy, Pierce, Shirley, and Annie, discussing how it's not fair that Chang is going to give them all a zero. Then they all say it's Jeff. Jeff says it's Annie. Annie says it's Troy. Troy says it's Pierce. Pierce says it's Britta. Then Britta basically says, it's not cool how he's trying to fail us all. Because she's Britta. And everything is taking on the patriarchy. Oh? Britta. Yeah. But it's Britta the one who takes the blame for it in the end. Mm. We never find out who really is the culprit, but Britta takes blame for it. It's Britta. I don't think so. I could have, you know, it could have been Annie. Because the way she said, the way uh, Chang's like, oh, I I know who it is already if they they don't come for me because this person dots their eyes with little small cute hearts. Oh, that's true. That doesn't seem like Britta. That you know, and Annie. so Annie was like, ah. And now, all the white lies, Troy told Abed, he's saying out loud to the group, and then Shelly's like, are you secretly racist when I've been telling my church you're a sweet caramel angel? And then he was like, I've been lying to you, Abed, as a joke. Like, Has nobody ever been kidding with you before? And then he was like, yes, no, like that? Like, this isn't a table. Ha ha ha. Yeah, he literally points to the table and says, this isn't a table. And then laughs to himself. And then Jeff's like, remember when we used to study Spanish? And Britta looks at him with a smirk. But, uh... Oh, and during that conversation, Annie was saying how she's already stressed because she's on the committee school song for Greendale. And then Pierce goes, are you a musician? She says, ew, no. And then Pierce is like, well, that's your own fault when you've got a musical genius, lyric genius, whatever Pierce says. Basically claiming that he can write the school song. And then we cut to the next scene and they're in the cafeteria. It's like, Gene said he can write the song. And it's due by Friday. The thing is, Pierce is a liar when it comes to things. So him trying to make the song is just him wanting to be noticed and him wanting to be used, even though he can't really do anything. So now he sits here with a uh, dumbfounded face and ability to try to figure out how to create a song for the school. And then we cut back to the Spanish class. Chang's counting down because he's about to give them all zeros. Annie freaking screams out no at the top of her lungs. And it's like, I've never gotten a zero. Britta stands up, says it was me, takes the blame. And he's like, she's like, you can't get human beings to turn on each other. And Chang's like, turn on her, throw paper balls. And they all turn and throw paper balls on her. And then she walks out of the class. And then... <laughs> Which is kind of funny that they all turn and throw papers at her because, you know, it kind of makes a reference again, like, Britta, you're the worst. Even though, technically, we don't know she's the one who created the grip sheet. She's literally taking the blame because she doesn't want the class to fail. But, uh, yeah, they all turn on her. They all throw paper. It's a a funny way that it shows that nobody really stands up for Britta, ever. Truly. Then we cut to, they're in the cafeteria area, and then Dean Pelton finally meets the group, starting with Jeff and Britta. Because he says, I tell you what, we're not going to get you an ice cream cone. Because, uh, and the reason he says that is because Britta's asking what they're going to do with her at, you know, community college, you cheat. Uh, and the community college is supposed to be, like, represented as a university. So in university, if you get caught cheating or plagiarizing, you get, you know, expelled or your tuition taken away or, you know, you drop the class. 
But uh, so Dean Pelton comes in. He's like, well, you're not getting an ice cream machine. So now we're going to throw your court, your case in the community Greendale court and let them deal with it. And your peers will uh, see what you uh, tell you what you uh, can do. Which they have an Olympic sized table. It's just like a real university. And it's next to the Olympic sized indoor pool. That we never see again, I think. We don't see the pool. You never see the pool again. again, Which is just. Eh, that's community. Because it's funny because it it lets you know, like, either they, like, they had for the first season, for the first half of the first season, they could, you could tell they're on a different set. And then when they get to, like, the mid half of the first season and then second season, third season, they're on Greendale, what we know it. Yeah, what we know it. You see just the three corridors they're always in, the study room they're always in, the class that they're always taking together. And then you get the dean's office or like Abed bedroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which this community college has dorms, which is funny. Abed lives on on campus in a dorm. So there's that. And now Abed is messing with Troy. Um, you know, be pretending that he's gonna mess with Troy back at him for not knowing. So Abed pretends to be an alien. Yeah. And then Troy's like, "What are you writing?" And Abed's like, "It's probably Arabic." And runs off. And makes a little. That's gonna be nice for the listeners' ears. And then we cut to the Olympic-sized pool with the Olympic-sized table. Jeff is representing Britta. Dean Pelton's all about, you know, making this staying team. neutral. And then you have Professor Chang, the accuser, and then uh, Duncan as a wit, as not a witness, but as a psychologist and as a uh, reference to. Uh, judge as another judge to make sure that everybody is not biased and it's professor duncan and senior chang senior chang is not a professor which is then they listen he's not a teacher either i know spoiler alert he's not a teacher he's not a professor he doesn't have tenure (coughs) you know he's just the only one who technically has tenure here is professor duncan and technically the dean even though the dean could technically be fired but they both have tenure they both control, well, not control the, the school. I mean, the dean controls the school, but technically, it's the green, uh, the, the the study AC. group. The study group. Well, you controls, controls the school. It's the vice dean and then the air conditioning school. The annex. Yeah. The air conditioning annex. Which is that comes into play later it's, in the show. It's almost pretty soon because, uh, like we said in the, uh, as Troy, as Troy, as Pierce is making the song later you'll see in the song that there's easter egg references to then a couple episodes coming in the future like they drop subtle hints for certain characters and uh one of the hints is uh air, air conditioning repair to get a job and then them being in their underwear yeah and that's an episode two season two the bottle cap episode yep very good episode oh but yeah we get a scene now with annie and pierce pierce is like oh yeah it's genius takes time you know nothing about that basically telling her not to worry and then he's like you need to get out you're like that his genius is overflowing and that if she's if she's in the middle of it they can cause her her mind to explode because uh he's a, a genius at work when making music and she's all like all i see is a chinese menu and he starts singing off what's on the chinese menu mushu pork squab with lettuce and then he's like, he keeps saying you shouldn't be right now you are inside a throbbing cosmic womb of creativity. Very weird way to put it, but. And again, this is just Pierce trying to get out of actually being caught doing work because he's again, he's not really making a song. He doesn't know what to do. He's just sitting there, like, oh, I got myself into this. Even though I want it to be used, 
I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be the one to help the really great write the, write the song. And then Annie walks out, you know, suspiciously though. And uh, Pierce takes the time to uh, take a peek at a gander. And as he Which plays her I out, never he creepily wa- yeah, he creepily watches her like walk out. And he plays the piano really fast so she can walk really fast out. So her like her hip shake. And he just stares at her as he's as he's walking out of the room. Just like Yeah, and then we cut back to the judge of, you know, that I'm trying to put Britta on trial. Is she gonna be what's the consequences for cheating? Before that, Chang literally starts off how he started his day. He woke up, took his juice, made his breakfast, then it comes back to, and then she said this, and was like, screw you, or screw education, and walked out like it was tampon time, if you know what I mean. And Jeff's like, I don't know what you mean, and Duncan's like, don't encourage him. Then they put Britta on, you know, on, on, on the stand, on the stands, so to speak. And that's when Jeff's like, the only reason she admitted to cheating is because he said he was going to give a whole class a zero. And then, of course, that is against the rules. You can't just give a whole class based on one student. And then right when she's going to get away with it, she's like, wait, I cheated. And she's like, yeah, and Jeff persuaded them to, to make her not guilty. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, no, I'm guilty. I did that. I, I made the crib sheet. <clears throat> and I was like, but why? That's the real question. And then he's like, something about... He tries he's, like, to... he's like, the world isn't the only thing that changed since 9-11. Like, to, to throw them off and say, like, Britta's changed because of 9-11. And then they're like, a five-minute recess. And then someone jumps into the pool and it wets the table. Do you and... notice that, they, that the water shot that comes up gets right into the Dean's cup? Oh, and it like, did? If, yeah. Like, if you if you look at that scene, uh, as the water, he hits it, it goes oh, right into his cup. Oh, shoot, it does. It goes right into his cup. Like they, oh, my God. They aimed it perfectly at the Dean. And then they're freak. He's freaking out because the table got wet and it cost what six thousand dollars. Six thousand dollars. Like you know, at a community, at a community college. And then we've got Abed trying to trick Troy again. And then you know, Troy's like, "I see what you're doing." And then Troy's eating eating a lollipop. You notice that a lot of characters eat lollipops throughout the season. Yeah. Each one of them, like every other seat, except for Shirley, each other, like she has a brownie in her hand, she has a pizza in her hand, and she has a sub. But, but like every other like, character has a lollipop. Abed eats a lollipop. Troy eats a lollipop. Annie eats a lollipop. Britta has lollipop and gum. Pierce doesn't eat a lollipop. Does Jeff? I don't think Jeff does. No, Jeff doesn't eat uh, candy because of his ego. Oh, yeah. You know, his body is his temple. And then we cut to Duncan and Chang in the men's room having a conversation because, you know, they're bickering. And then Duncan's like, can we have a conversation where there's less balls? Because there's literally someone showering. As, as they're, they're talking debating over what to do with uh Britta and the guy's butt naked just and then first of all he was facing the other way as they come in he turns to them and he starts just like he's just like starts rubbing his body and then um they're like you're confident but you shouldn't be yeah Duncan's like you're very confident and then Chang like looks him up and down but you shouldn't be (laughs) but you shouldn't be and then we cut to Britta and Jeff discussing why she admitted it and she's like I I don't like this honesty you know that about me and he's like, but you cheated. And then that's being dishonest to yourself and everybody else. And then he's like, I'm here because I like you. And I'd be and something you don't want to take sex, sex off the table. And Britta's like, you're, you're only here because you want to sleep with me. You're not even my friend. And then he's like, look at me. No, no, no. Look at me. <laughs> I can get sex anywhere I go. <laughs> And then she's like, I left the crib sheet because I think I wanted to get caught because she screwed up. She screws up everything in life. And then he's like, wait, I think we have our defense. 
And he's like, my client is insane. And then they're like, Britta says, what? We come back. And now they're just, he, he he's just basically saying that Britta's not insane, but she did it because she was scared of being out of succeeding. Of succeeding. And that if we can't be here to show who we really are, then where, where do we go? Because Greendale, and you'll learn that later in the season, it's called the Greendale effect. Like everybody who comes to Greendale, technically you never end up leaving, but you end up growing as a person and becoming the person you're supposed to be. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. And you'll and like, like I said, you'll see that in the future because they literally mentioned the Greendale effect and you literally see them. Uh they never leave. Ever. Literally. Even once they graduate. And Jeff makes that joke too. He goes, I'm never gonna get out of here. And then Dean Pellin's like, I don't see most people that do. Pretty much. They're all basically lifers at a community college. Well, yeah. Like whether yeah. Well, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, but I mean, technically, except for two people, four. No, two. Well, I mean, they they two two leave. Yes, and then well, but, but not leave leave like they leave the show. Yeah, one person gets killed off. Yeah, and then two people actually leave In community. Yeah, but then two people end up staying at community. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, so spoiler alert, we're going to season six. No, Britta and Jeff stayed. Oh, I know, but I'm like, I thought you meant, because I know the two that leave, and then we have Frankie and Elroy coming. But season. Elroy leaves but too. Elroy, Elroy And then Frankie, Frankie... Frankie stays because she works. With yeah, she, but she's not one of the characters that ends up staying. She yeah. Is, she's there from the beginning. So, yeah, spoiler alert, the only two to stay in the end are Jeff and Britta. Oh, that's it, no more. That's no interesting. Those are the only two that stay. Yeah, because... Pierce dies. Yep. Spoiler alert. Shirley goes to help her sick father, which is a in real life call to in real life. So they wrote that in for her. And then and then Troy, uh, during the filming of this, he also had the filming of his show and his new album coming out. And then his show blew up, and he became a producer as well. So then he left the series to focus on his career, on his shows. And they wrote him off by him sailing the world. Come sail away. And then. Abed and Annie leave in the end because Annie Annie becomes uh, with a criminal justice degree. She goes in at LA. the FBI. Yeah, so she's going to LA, and then Abed becomes a film director. Abed's going to LA as a PA and a film director to start, you know, actually going into that. So they leave together, yeah, which I agree. liked. We'll get there when we discuss the series. Easter finale. egg. I I think them leaving together was also a call for for like them being roommates there as well yeah like they live together as well there they're like they both said they had different jobs in different parts but them leaving to the same location i think was an easter egg to them be like they're staying we're, we're staying we're, yeah we're staying roommates we're gonna live this out through the rest of our lives which they're kind of good their dynamic Abed has somebody Abed has somebody who has who can understand him throughout yeah. what's going on like you'll see Annie like slowly learns like how Abed is and Troy, I mean, she eventually does become the roommate, which is that just added greatness to the show. But getting back to that point, uh, Abed caught uh, Troy caught Abed um, talking to a alien version of himself in front of a CGI, and then uh, Troy confronts him, saying like, "This is not how you like treat a friend. Like, this is not how you do things like that. And from now on, like, I'm not gonna trick you the way that I tricked you before because it's wrong to mess with you like that. So you don't have to do that either. From now on, we'll just like." 
prank each other the way friends should prank each other or play around with each other. But let's take it seriously from now on. And then Abed's like, cool, cool, cool. And then they start their first official handshake. Their handshake. And in that conversation, conversation, Troy's like, you got a, like, you got a little sloppy there. And then Abed's like, we went over a budget, which yeah. I feel like is a thing that happened during season one of Community. They went over a budget. They went over a budget for what bat, they had. Yeah. Like from the start. Which, uh, and then we cut to Annie and Pierce again. And Pierce is like, I don't have anything. Like, I, I lied all this time about being a, a music producer and a music writer. I can't write songs. I, I steal information from other people. Like, I can't do that. And then she goes, well, what about your like your your own personal song for Hawthorne Wipes? Like, your own career? And he's like, you want to hear it? And it's, she'll be coming around the mountain as she comes. But for Hawthorne Wipes. Yep. And she, he's something like. with ketchup. And something with ketchup and wipes. But he's like, I'll be cleaning up the, uh, I'll be cleaning up the ketchup with those wipes. With those wipes. Yeah. And, uh. So then she's like, oh, we're screwed. And uh, and then now we literally get to see uh, what Pierce pulls out of his ass because everybody's now in denial. They're like, oh, shit, we're screwed completely. And then we get to see what Pierce does. And then, yeah, let's see. And then Annie's trying to convince, like, Pierce, you're a musical genius. You're creative. You can do this. I believe in you. And like, then, of course, um... And he tells him all this, and he he uh, she starts making references like my mom told me that I had no boobs and I couldn't do a cheerleading, a, a basket toss for cheerleading for nothing. But I still made the commitment. And now look at me, and she like perks up her chest, <laughs> stuff your bra. I like because life is tough. <clears throat> so she basically gave Pierce an encouraging speech to move him, and he's like, okay. And then she's like, and this is a reference because she's like, I'll play myself out, but she walks backwards now. Yeah. And distracts him. That way he doesn't take a look at her. And then we cut to the Dean releasing, like, unveiling the statue of Louise Guzman. Which is made out of bronze, so it looks like he's, no offense, really fat and chunky. Yes. And then Reda sitting on a bench. Jeff joins her. And yeah. they and now they unveil Pierce's song that he wrote for the school. And he's like, this one's to Annie for believing in me. And it's, um, the actual song is... That's just the way it is. Um, right? Yeah, just, that's just the way the it is by... Um, I don't know who sings I, it. I want to say Tupac. I don't know. I don't know who right? sings most songs. I I, I want to say Tupac. I am not 100% sure. Let me look up that information. This is also where we get the Easter eggs with air conditioning school and them being in their underwear. And then they're all like, does he know he, he stole it? And they're like, can we get sued? So... It says Tupac, yes, and the original song is called Changes. Changes? But there's also a thing, uh, also a song called That's Just The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby and The Range. But it's Changes by Tupac, and so I was right, so it, it is, is Tupac. Playing. But yeah, that it's called Changes, but the actual song is That's The Way It Is, because that's, that's the way, that's just the way it okay. is. But that, for the album, he made it Changes. And that pretty much ends episode five. five. And then we have the cold closer, where... Um, Abed is stuffing pencils into Troy's mouth. And you're probably hey, wondering to be asleep. Yeah, you're probably wondering why. He keeps stuffing. He goes one more. And then Troy wakes up. Like, how many? 36, you win. Best of three. And then he starts, he takes a bunch of pencils and shoves it in Abed's mouth. Abed pretends to sleep and just opens his mouth and he just takes like the whole can of pencils and just sticks it in Abed's mouth right away. And that ends episode five of Community. Advanced Criminal Law. Should we stop this and start recording again? Or? 
All right, and now this is episode six, Football, Feminism, and You of Community, season one. All right, let's get it started. Again, you're listening to the podcast Consumed by TV. I am Alexi, a.k.a. Apollo Black. And I'm Jose Santana. And uh, we thank you for joining us. Yeah, we thank you for joining us. Uh, Greetings, Earthlings from Consumed by TV. Hello. All right, episode six, Advance uh, Feminism and You, is basically a story which revolves around more of Annie trying to convince Troy to be with her more without her really uh, telling uh, uh, Troy that she's in love with him. She's trying to get Troy to uh, ditch everything else that he likes for the main classes that they're in together. Yeah, pretty much. She, like, stacked her classes to be with him. Yeah, she stacked her classes to be in his classes as well. So... They're studying for an astronomy test. Astronomy test. Then we have Dean Pelson come in. He meets the rest of the gang this episode. And he's like, there's one of every kind of you. And then Pierce is like, yeah, we don't, we're not. We don't need a peep squeak either, so uh, we're not we're not accepting members. And Britta's <laughs> like, dude, that's his Dean. He's like, just my luck. And then he's all like, I just roll around, I just roll around campus like a little football. And then he's like, oh my God. Speaking about football and the conversation we're having. And he walks up to Troy because uh, Troy used to be, like we said in the first episode, uh, Troy used to be a football player for his high school, and he was the the main star. He was the quarterback for the school. For Riverside High. And uh, he pretended he pretended to break both his shoulders, but later in the seasons they show you that it's both his legs. That was season four. We'll discuss um, why. But they, it's both his shoulders and a keg stand, but he's like, it's a keg flip. You're supposed to start on one side, drink all the beer, and flip as you're doing it. And when he flipped on the keg stand, he fell and broke both of his arms uh, and ruined his career because a scouter happened to be at the party as well. Uh, and he was looking for the best quarterback, and he just didn't want to. He did. He wasn't. He was under the pressure. He didn't want to do it anymore. And so now the dean's like, "I need a quarterback for the school," and they're like, "The school has a football team." Pretty much. And then Annie's like, "Troy getting that injury is the best thing that could have happened to him." And then, like, he's still trying to convince him. Troy's like, I, I, um, I basically went off on top. Like, you know, he left the football career with a high. Mm-hmm. He was number one. And uh, the dean calls Annie Yoko Ono because she's trying to butt in and saying that uh, Troy's only future now is uh, studying astronomy with me. And then, and then Jeff's like, if he suddenly gets a brain inju- injury that uh destroys a part of his brain that has pride uh, pride he'll let you know which is an easter egg to a blade in the in the future episode that's uh one of berta's ex-boyfriends yes oh that's a good one too that's later that's later i think that's, that's season three season three annie's living with the boys mm-hmm. but and then uh shirley asks Britta to go to the bathroom she's like, a side story no i'm fine and then annie's like i'll go with you jeff's like looks over to Britta like Girl you, code, like, basically. Yeah, girl code. Have you seen like ninety sitcoms for girls? And she's like, I've heard of the thing, but I've never done it. And she, he's, she's like, if it's so important to her, then I'll go with her next time. And they all laugh at her. Like she's willing to try and mainstream feminism. And then Jeff says, nothing says feminism like sleeping with me. And then she's like, nothing else says like a pig like you. Yeah. And then uh, and Abed makes a a sitcom joke. And saying, oh, yeah, you know, the tension they, between them, will they, won't they? Will they have sex or won't they? 
And Jeff is like, can you stop relating us to characters on a sitcom? Because you know that's really getting, uh, we're not a TV show. And he's like, that's sort of my gimmick. And then he's like, uh, I kind of leaned on it very hard last week, so I guess we can go easy this week. And then he falls back for the episode, and you'll notice him in the background, really. Yeah, he's in the background, drops out after that. And then Jeff's walking with Annie and Troy. They look at the trophy case, which doesn't have a trophy, and it's basically just the, the award there is because they bought the trophy case. They're walking down the hall. Jeff notices his face on an on a poster like promoting Greendale to go to the college. And he's the main head on it. Like, he's, he's in the middle. His head blown out. His head's the biggest. And he's like, "That's not good." Then I don't know what class they're in, but Britta and Shirley share another class together. Yeah, they never they never they tell never us what class. Tell us what class. And it kind of looks like I want to say chemistry. Yeah. But it also says like monotony and so who knows. <laughs> and then the phone rings and the teacher's like no phones in class blah 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 oh it's my phone and some guy or some woman she's talking to i think it, i think he says he's like a carpenter and she's like okay what's your name or well, what's the the, the the name of your company so i can uh so i can get your number down and then she's like trying to get the class's attention anyone have a pen no one brought a pen to the class blah 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 ashley has you know a chalk in her hand to write on the chalkboard yeah she can literally just write on the chalkboard and she's looking for a pen and then she calls everybody stupid. And the guy's like, me, stupid? I'm going to hang up. And she's like, no, 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 not you, not you, not you. And uh, then they cut scene to the side story of uh, Britta and Shirley, Shirley in the bathroom talking girl code. And Shirley's like, well, I'm going to do this. And then Britta starts mocking her, saying that she's a robot because she wants to get a her makeover with her, with her mom. mom. And that the world, in this world, there's no women that own makeup cosmetic companies. And that everything's run by just, the government and the man. She just goes off and then... Shirley just puts on the the hand dryer. The hand dryer. She, she holds the button down to drown, the hand dryer out. To drown out her noise and her then rambling. Then we cut to the little other side plot with Dean and Pierce trying to create a mascot. They're trying to create a mascot for the school for the uh, football. Green, yeah, for the Greenville Community College. And uh, Pierce shows him a napkin of Da Vinci sculpture, but it's just a, a, a picture of Pierce naked with his uh, penis hanging out of it. And that's when the dean's like, we're called the human beings. So what's it like if we not put the, a white not guy? Not the Greendale blacks or the Greendale whites. Or, yeah, and all that. He's like, Greendale human beings. So how can we make that a mascot? And then Jeff walks in because he's not too happy about his face being on the poster. And so now he tries to tell the dean that um, he wants these taken down and that he didn't get permission to do this. And the dean's like, well, then you didn't read the back of your registration your form. registration form. And I can see why you're not a lawyer anymore type thing. And then he's like, you're right. We shouldn't have put these up. And then he's got these mail out ads that mm -hmm. have like a full body picture of Jeff. And he's like, we should send this to everybody. Law, law firms. Companies. Uh, lawyer offices, legal gatherings, and then Jeff's like, "Are you trying to blackmail me?" And the dean's like, "I think so." But you know what's but, funny? What, what I I think is funny. How did he get those precise pictures of Jeff on the school? Like we so don't see a photographer ever, ever. And it's only the like the fifth episode in, and the dean's not in the first two episodes. He's in the first episode, but he's, so he's a, not. But yeah. he's not there. He just says a a, a, a yeah. greeting and then leaves. And then episode two, three, of, uh, two, three, and four, he's not really in them. He mm -hmm. just comes in once. Yeah. He comes in for the the casing, but we never see him take pictures of Jeff. Period. And Ever. Jeff never walks around campus. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. And then, like, as they're having this conversation, if you just pay attention to the dean's face, my God, like, 
he you can to, cut the one-way sexual tension with a knife. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks him up and down the entire time, but he's like, trying to manipulate uh, Jeff into getting Troy to, to actually play football. If you want me to get rid of those pictures and everything, you get Dr- Troy to join in. And then that is when Jeff goes on his mission to get Troy to join the football team again. But he has to separate her from Annie, uh, him from Annie. And then that becomes a thing. So now, now we just get the whole thing of will uh can he get Troy to do it? Can we get somebody whose ego is too high to make a friend do something he doesn't want to do anymore? And then we cut to Troy and Annie studying for the astronomy. And Shirley and Britt are sitting there. And they and they say hi to Abed and Abed's just like waves high because you know he he's, he's laying low. He's laying low and Britta points that out. She's like he's just laying low guys. Yeah. And so he's literally just in the background the entire time. Not and saying anything, not doing anything. Shirley goes to the bathroom and Britta's like, I'll go with you. And she's like, I'm good. And then Britta's like, she probably has to go number two. Like, all sad. And, and then Troy and Annie give her a look. And then they're just having a little conversation. She asks him a question. He gets her on. She's like, see, astronomy can be fun. Uh, She asks him what uh, the name of a black a hole is. And he's like, oh, I remember this because of a thing. It's a dwarf because midges don't like to be called dwarfs. <laughs> and then... Jeff tries to steal Troy away and they're like we're studying and he's like the galaxy isn't going away I'll bring him right back and she gets upset she puts on a little like a a little pouty a little pouty hissy fist face and then they walk over to the vending machine and that's when Jeff starts convincing him to inceptioning him to do football he's like you have to make these decisions yourselves but he's saying what word things that make Troy answer it so that way he's like he's answering the question himself so he's like oh yeah, you're right. And he's like, let's go check out the football field. And it shows you a group of four trying to tackle down the uh, the mock. I guess I just, mock, just mock guards. There's a, there's a dwarf in the back. Yeah, there's a dwarf in the back trying to smack down a, a blocking uh, blocking guard. And then Jeff just basically does his ultimate Jeff Winger speeches of just bullshitting it. Yeah, he bullshits his one. He uh, basically tells that he was like he's the best football player. He can do whatever he wants. He's saying that football's in his blood and that it, it's, and then, it's made in him to do these things. And then your soul, your eyes, and then Troy's like, "That's racist. That's racist. That's gay." And then he's like, "That's homophobic." And and then it's a good it. little quip that they have. Yeah, but he but basically Jeff flips it on Troy to make it sound like he just he sounds homophobic now and he's racist. And then. Troy's like, but Annie said this, and Troy's like, not Troy, Jeff's like, yeah, Annie says a lot of things, doesn't mean she's right. And then he throws the football, it hits the guy, knocks him out, he quickly turns Troy away. And, and the other guy picks it up, and he's like, got it! Pitch. But Troy literally knocks somebody out with the football, and then this other guy went to go like help him, but instead of helping him, he picks up the ball, and was just like, catch, catch is good! And then... Troy's like, isn't that a pregnant woman? And Jeff's like, you can meet them later. And then he's like, you, it's something about football. And like, you T-bone. can do this, T-Bone. You can do this. How do you know my name was T-Bone? Because your name starts with T and you like football. <laughs> and then he smirks. And then she, cut to Shirley coming out the bathroom and Britta sitting nearby. Like, oh, are you finished? I guess I failed yesterday's tryouts. And Shirley gave her a look like, what are you doing here? And then Shirley's like, I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. And then Britta's like, it's not my feelings. I was just trying to uh, do something nice for you. And she's like, oh, try to do something nice for me. We can keep that bone. 
and then she's basically telling Britta what she did wrong, like taking the stranger's side when she's telling like a story, calling her and her mama robots for wanting to get makeovers, and she's like, the ladies' room is a place where we listen, support each other, and discreetly eliminate waste. Basically saying that if you're a girl and you're in a small group, like this is the study group, and there's only so much of us girls outnumbered to men, me. <laughs> that our bathroom time is our girl time, like it's our girl code. Whatever we say together is not to be judged, it's, a, it's for us to be supported. And Britta's just number one judgy. You know, and she's the worst. Britta's like, I've, I've peed alone my whole life. And she doesn't know why. She's like, it's probably because I got boobs faster than all the other girls in my class. And then that's when Shirley starts teaching Britta how to be more compassionate in the girls' room. Yeah, more more acceptable to girl code. How to accept girl code and how to uh, talk about girl code. And then we got Troy walking back to the cafeteria. cafeteria. Being a jock. Being a jock. He comes back a jock, singing a uh, singing his old Riverside High School um, conservative fight rap. Fight rap that's outdated. And Annie's like, "Why are you doing this? Where were you studying? I've been waiting for like an hour." And he's like, "I don't need to study this anymore. If I gotta study the universe, it's only because I'm at the center of it." And then, yep. <laughs> and you can tell that ego's from Jeff. Yep. He got that ego from Jeff. From Jeff, and he starts doing the Riverside fight song again and then annie's like stop this isn't you this isn't you blah, blah but she's blah. like freaking out she got high pitchy and everything and she's like screaming at him with like intense eyes and she's like rambling on yeah and then he's he's basically like jeff said you would say that and then she's like jeff said what yeah and then we get a whole competitive side of that uh annie you know is trying to keep troy away from her and she doesn't think nobody's onto her but Jeff is like the only one author. He's like, are you going to take all his classes or just some of his classes? Are you going to follow him all around? Are you going to help him study? Or are you just too scared to tell him how much you really love him? And then we get Jeff walking in on the Dean and Pierce trying to create a mascot that is inclusive. No race and no gender. Just, just fluid and everything. And it can be, and it's acceptable to the entire Greendale human beings. And so they have a color wheel of seal from seal, uh, seal's teeth to seal's, um, face know. or something like that they've got a bunch of different like cutouts of different Races, ethnicities ethnicity eyes like, uh, nose ears chin hair it looks like a uh, scrapbook of a uh can you tell me who the person was yeah pretty much but jeff basically goes there because he wants the mail out ads to be basically destroyed because he's he, like he, no he he got troy to be on the football team and he's like good i want him at the at the pep rally and if he comes to the pep rally then i'll have everything destroyed but i'll keep a couple for like background uses you know pretty sure he kept the whole damn thing he kept everything anything that has to do with jeff he has yes. promise you then uh, uh they make a, a a race reference uh, to coffee he's like i want a, a, Lou, a Lou diamond phillips with a hint of a a hint of cocoa or something something and then <laughs> Annie, Jeff is walking by, and he jumps out of the bush. And you don't ever see this, like, outside hallway again. Yeah, you don't see the outside highway or the bushes. But she jumps out of the bush. That's when they're having their little face And off. this kind of looks like, that honestly looks like a high school. Yeah. Like, I know some colleges have that, but that honestly looks like they're walking down a high school corridor door. Which they probably are. But. I mean, it also does look like a college. There's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of Terrence's, uh, yeah, the, the outdoor courts, yeah. Going. And then, yeah, this, like we said, this is the face-off between Annie and Jeff about who's going to 
convince Troy. Who's gonna convince? Who was gonna convince? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Join the football team or not? Is he gonna go back to class or is he gonna join the football team? And we already know he joined the football team because he came back as a jock. And he's like, you know, Jeff said you were bad. And so now Jeff is like, you know what? I'm better than you. You just don't know how to be better. You don't know how to not show it. And I must say, Annie does learn how to manipulate throughout the series. Oh, yeah. But that's because she learns from From Jeff, Jeff. basically. Not only watching Jeff. Jeff kind of bites himself in the ass. Not only watching Jeff, but but because Jeff led her on in a way. Because even though Jeff is like, I'm not going to lead anybody on or anything. He kind of let Annie on because Annie has a school girl. After she gets over Abed, she gets a big crush for Jeff. I mean, Troy. Uh, yeah, Troy. Troy. After she gets over Troy, she has a big crush for Jeff. And she gets, like, high school, teen magazine, head over heels for him. Yeah, because you'll see in, like, the, I believe the next episode we do will be the debate episode. Yeah, and the debate episode. In order to win, she kind of kisses Jeff, and that's what strikes her feelings for him. And that also strikes a, a curious thing in him. Yep. Because he's like, did she do that for the game, or did she do that because what happened earlier? But you see that later on. But yeah, uh, the tension so, between them is high. Basically, after the confrontation, um, Annie's walks through, and she's like, Shirley, I need you. And then like, Britta goes in, and Annie's like, where's Shirley? And she's like, Shirley's not coming. But they're I'm the, here. They're in the bathroom, by the way. They, she, she walked into the bathroom. Oh, yeah, the bathroom. And then... She's something about um, letting Britta know she's infatuated with Troy. Saying, uh, why do we why do we have to adapt to guys in the world? And she's like, I don't. And that's mm. when Britta was about to pop She was off. about to go off saying, like, men are like the pigs of the And earth. then she's like, I don't know, honey, sweetie. And, like... and then she starts saying that if there's a lot of guys in the world that will go out with you, you just don't see it because you haven't grown up yet. And that if Troy doesn't want to go out with you, that's his loss because... He's not meeting your standards. He's not meeting your standards. That you should meet your own standards for yourself and not for everybody else. And that makes Annie feel better. And then Shelly creeps in from behind. Creepily, like, sneaks in from behind. Opens the door and she's like, who's my girl? Annie's going to go hug her, but she goes to hug Britta. She kicks Annie out of the way. She's like, get it, Britta! <laughs> Annie looks confused. Confused. And she's like, I- I'm the sad one. And then we cut to the pepper alley, which they're having at night, by the way. Yeah, I've never seen a school hold pep rally at night. Like, even a college. Even a college. Yeah. And then Jeff goes in like, don't go in there, man. By the way, we never see the auditorium ever again either. After this. When they play basketball, they play basketball outside. Oh, that's right. We never don't see... Don't we see it, though, no. for the debate? Is that where they are for No, the they're in the basketball. They're in the basketball room for oh. the debate, not an auditorium. Because here they're holding it at the auditorium. He's like, I want the oh, pep rally in the auditorium. That's right. And they never hold an auditorium. I they, thought that was the same thing, auditorium, nope. basketball court. Nope. Same thing. Because the basketball High court school. is the gymnasium. Yeah. And the auditorium is where, like, you hold plays and all that. And he wants it to be, like, a grand finale. Oh, yeah. And you never, we never get to see the auditorium again. Yeah. There's a lot of one-offs in season one. But you do see a basketball court in the debate episode. And then when they play basketball in the future episodes, like when they play one-on-one basketball, it's always outside. They never go to the court. I wonder why. Well, I'm sure it's because they're filming at an actual location. Yeah, so they probably couldn't use so the, they couldn't use the basketball again. court. Yeah. But basically, Troy's like, I'm joining it. I forgot how fun it was to be on a football team and like do something you love. And then Jeff walks outside. Annie's walking up to support Troy. Oh, and even then, in the future episodes, like they never host parties in anywhere else, like the gymnasium or anything. Everything's held in the cafeteria. The cafeteria or the study room. Yeah. 
But any, um, Jeff and Annie see each other. They say, hey. They say they're both wrong. And she's like, are you, are you, am I really wrong? You made me cry and I'm an 18 year old girl. And he's like, I should have held back a little bit. Like I need time to grow. And he's basically saying this because he's never really had friends or he's never had, again, he's what we figured out. He's like 28 when the beginning of the series starts. I'm pretty sure it's 28 because he's 41 in, in season, uh, G.I. Joe. And yeah, she says it's been like, how's it 28? I mean, 32. Sorry, it was 32. Sorry. But how's it goes from 41 to 32? That's It's five. been... It's six years. G.I. Joe she says says in... I thought that was season five. That's the ending of season five. Yeah, but... She says it's... She's, yeah. Into season oh. six. She's about, she's like, even if you even if you hadn't told us your age, it's been like six years we've been with you. Oh, okay. So it's six years in the universe, I guess? Because I thought we're... Because it's been only six seasons. Mm-hmm. It's technically a, a year season. Uh, okay. If you go by the timelines. Yeah. Even though, even though some like some go back and forth, we can tell it's six years. Because she mm. says it, she's like, you know, we've been we've been together six years, and if, if you hadn't told you, you still would have figured it out. You been you would have been 40, 41. And mm-hmm. now it's like, did you know I'm thirty one or something like that? Oh, not to call it to his real life age because yep. Danny Pudi is older than his character. Very old. And this is also where we get the the you see them say, "My lady, my lord," again. Yep. And then we get a uh, small, like every every episode ending, it's Chor and Abed, and they're in the dean's office playing pranks with the microphone, and they get their doppelgangers come in. Yeah. The security cards who look exactly like them come in. <laughs> Abed's face in the end. As Abed's if... freaked out, but, but the guy puts his hand up, and on, Abed puts his hand up too, and he's like, what? Like his face says it all. And that's the end of that episode. And that was... Episode six. six. Um, Football, Football feminism and you. And that's episode uh, episode six of Community. And that is created the... by Dan Hammer. And that's right here live on Consumed by TV. And that's a wrap on our episode. We thank yeah. you for joining us today. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate you tuning in. I really appreciate you giving us a listen. And uh, if you haven't given us a listen, again, we're I am Alexi, aka Pablo Black. I'm Jose Santana. And this is Consumed by TV. Have a great day, Earthlings. Have a great night. See ya.